Welcome to Podcast 1999, a podcast about Space 1999. I'm your host, Mark. This is Matt. This is Matt. I'm supposed that to say is... that on. Oh, you said you added the with me too late. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. With me. This is what happens when you don't write scripts. But why would you write a script for it? That seems like too much work. Well, I don't know. Ask. I'm sure we know someone who writes a script for their podcasts. Uh, we do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some of them show up on this podcast. <laughs> yes, that was the joke. <laughs> but we don't have anyway, a script. <laughs> no script. Anyway, unscripted. Just the format. Today's scriptless podcast is about Alpha Child. This is episode nine, I believe. That sounds reasonable. I mean, I could look, I guess, but mm, I I didn't have a script. I have my notes, but that's not in my notes. Is that in your trivia? Well, it's not in my trivia. It's also... We're doing it in production order, which means that the episode numbers on uh, whatever IMDb are all wrong and to, to us. But this were... one kind of makes sense with production order. Um, just getting to the yeah. plot a little early, like they changed the names and actors, so it's not the people we saw in Force of Life, but it makes sense if it is. So you can kind of just oh. you know squint your eyes a little bit and assume that Force of Life was last week, and this is the uh, the the follow up kind of. I mean, they were wrong. They aired it wrong. They made a mistake. I mean, we're here to fix most their TV mistake. Did that. That's where this show just has like a couple like, are they serialized elements? And it's a little hard to tell if they are or not, you know? I just imagine Lou Gray just sitting at a console being like putting it, making the pyramid with his fingers. And just, Another like, scotch, yes, please. We'll ruin it. We'll ruin the series. Oh, come on. We I like don't know Lou if that's Gray. how he talked. <laughs> yeah, I know. He, he produced some really good stuff. I, I don't know. Maybe he could have had people killed. I don't know. But as far as I can see, he seems like enough. Pretty much after this, he produces the Muppets. I know we could make the we could on that. actually legitimately make the case to just do a Muppet Show podcast after this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'd have the trilogy of Lou Grade. I don't necessarily disagree. So, <laughs> yeah, talk, talk to me in twenty twenty five or four. Yeah, this isn't that long a show. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of how long a show this is, here's some trivia. Today's episode was directed by Ray Austin. He's back from Ring Around the Moon and Missing Link. He'll be back for four more in season one and two in season two. Alpha Child was originally written by Edward DiLorenzo, who wrote Ring Around the Moon and Missing Link. Hey, how about that? But it was completely rewritten by Christopher Penfold, who shares the writing credit with the Andersons and not DiLorenzo. Uh, Did he get shafted out of two episodes now? They must have really not liked that guy. I think he shows up credited on in some sources but not on screen <clears throat> it was originally based on an idea by jerry anderson but there's some speculation that it was influenced by richard donner's film the omen which was filming at pinewood around the same time hmm barry morris was taking some time off during the film this filming of this episode which is why dr bergman is only in a couple of scenes that all take place in his quarters um, early script drafts had Anton Zoroff and Ava Zoroff from Force of Life as the boys' parents, but serial serialization is clearly not the show's thing. 
So they have a mother we just met and a father who died off screen seven months ago. Mm. Speaking of mothers we just met, Sid Heyman, that's spelled C-Y-D, plays uh, Sue Crawford and later Rena. She's a British actor born in 1944. She originally worked as a journalist, but while taking small acting jobs to pay the bills, she happened to find success on the series Manhunt. She stayed very active until the late 1980s. You can see her in The Persuaders with an exclamation point. The Rough with the Smooth and Rogue Male. Interestingly, not long after filming this episode, she starred in the 1980 film The Godsend, which is also about an evil child and probably was only greenlit because of the success of The Omen. Although in that film, Heyman's character adopts the evil child rather than giving birth to it. IMDb ominously says, as of 2020, her whereabouts are unknown. Ooh, say the, the not the very last movie, but the, the second and third last ones as one movie title. The Rough and the Smooth and Rogue Male? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, I thought it was The Rough and the Smooth, The Rogue Male. Yeah. No, sorry, it's The Rough with the Smooth. I, I said it wrong. Oh, okay. And Rogue Male. Yeah, okay. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds like a really saucy picture. <laughs> they could have been pretty saucy separately. I don't know. That's a I'm, spicy meatballs. I don't do that much research. Uh, Jackie Crawford is played by Wayne Brooks. He was a child actor working in the late 70s, early 80s, who seems to have retired after that. Uh, his whereabouts are also unknown. But you can mm. also see him in The Wild Little Bunch and Tales of the Unexpected. Wild uh, Little Jarek, Bunch. Oh, yeah, is that like bunch. is I see like the little rascals like having a bloody shootout. Yeah, I hope it's like that. <laughs> uh, Jarek is played by Julian Glover, born in 1935 in London, the child of a BBC journalist and a BBC radio producer. He primarily worked as a stage actor, but easily crossed over into television and later film, mostly playing villains. You can see him in works such as The Last Grenade and Take Three Girls. Also, he plays General Veers in The Empire Strikes Back. He appears as the guy who chooses poorly in Indiana Jones The Last Crusade. Uh, he appears in 31 episodes of Game of Thrones as Grand Maester Pycel, and he even showed up as Andrus Davis in one of my favorite movies of 2022, Tar. You seen that yet? No, but I, I noticed him it on the list because I was looking him up a little bit just out of curiosity. Yeah, you should watch it, being mm. a music guy. Right. Hopefully he gets to keep doing his thing into his 90s. So that's why you're confused when I said Ray Donovan, because you just said the guy who chooses poorly. Oh, um, okay. Here's here's a here's a shameful fact. I've never actually seen that movie. Oh, we should watch that. Yeah, that's the the one Indiana Jones movie I've never seen, except for the new one, which I haven't seen. You should watch the new yet. one too, and then you should chide yourself that you've seen Crystal Skull, <laughs> <laughs> and not those it two. Was, What's wrong with it? You? Was sort of it was it was sort of a date, not really. Mm. Right, but, okay. But, you know, it was, it was it was out, and I saw it. You want to see an 80-year-old man out. punching Nazis, right? I was, uh, how old was I then? 20-something? Oh, I'm talking about the new one. Yeah, but now I, I don't feel the same way I did in 2008. Now I just don't care about anything. In 2008, I was like, wow, new Indiana Jones. But now you care about seeing an 80-year-old man punching Nazis, is what I'm saying. That must I kind be of don't, though. But, I mean, I, I care about... Say it out loud. Things. Say it out loud and then see I care about, about an 80-year-old man punching Nazis. It's true. <laughs> but I also want to watch a movie about a composer who's kind of a jerk. Right. More than that. Okay. Maestro? Much more. Tar. Tar. 
Is that what is is Bernstein a jerk and Maestro? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen is it out? Maestro. I haven't seen Maestro. I don't know. Okay. I don't. Is, it, is that a biopic anymore? Yeah. Oh, that's why I haven't seen it. It's a biopic. I don't like biopics. And they gave Bradley Cooper a possibly offensive nose. Uh, I Oppenheimer was okay because it was all out of order. Okay, still haven't um, seen it. Yeah, didn't well, open in you'll Japan. Get, you'll <laughs> you'll be able to import it sooner or later. Right. <laughs> anyway, the trivia is over. Oh, okay. The story begins. The story. Everyone on Moonbase Alpha is eagerly awaiting the birth of the first child born since the breakaway. While a green blinking light appears in space nearby, uh, Sue Crawford has given birth to a healthy baby boy, Jackie. Unfortunately, the father, Jack Crawford, died off screen seven months ago and isn't around to see it. Also, unfortunately, the baby immediately becomes a five year old, sending Sue into catatonic shock. While Sue is unable to care for Jackie, the rest of the crew bond with him, even though he's deaf and mute and mostly non communicative. At the same time, Koenig is suspicious of him and Sue is completely freaked out. Meanwhile, an alien ship arrives at the same time as Jackie produces a perfect drawing of it. Three more identical ships soon arrive. Eagles attempt to shoot them down, but are unable to. Koenig suspects that this is because Jackie is telepathically making Alan into an incompetent pilot. Suddenly, Jackie has become a full-grown, scantily-clad man named Jarek. Unlike Jackie, Jarek is very talkative, and his first order of business is mentally forcing Helena to tell Koenig to abandon his plan to destroy the spaceships. His second order of business is killing Sue with his mind and then having her possessed with his lover, Rena, who he then makes out with in front of everyone. Jarek informs everyone that he and Rena are formless creatures who have to possess other bodies either when they are born or when they die, and they are on the run from other aliens from their home planet who want to impose genetic conformity on them. And he informs them that they are going to kill everyone on Alpha and take their bodies. After a few struggles, Jarek and Rena's pursuers catch up with them in Alpha's orbit and start destroying their ships. Realizing they now have the upper hand, Koenig and crew break, break into medical where they find Sue Crawford and baby Jackie back in their original forms with their original brains. Nobody had to die after all, except that one guy that Koenig accidentally shot when Alan jumped on him to prevent Jarek from mind-controlling him into shooting himself in the head. I thought he just lost an arm. I think he died. Okay. It wasn't completely clear yeah i guess later there was like you killed that guy <laughs> <laughs> the the wiki i read said uh, he unknown man died strangely he was not possessed by an alien <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that would have been a they would have had more boots on the ground that way i guess he was yeah. on fire too so maybe that was a problem he was just like ah! <laughs> and he was kind of on fire right so maybe yeah i think the fire was killing him probably it, it was a, there was a brief moment where you see everyone's reactions and they're all kind of like, whoa. <laughs> and then it just cuts back to Jarek doing his uh, constant talking. Yeah, they definitely changed gears from that omen tick you were mentioning, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like just suddenly, nope, turn of the screw. Now you get Jarek, who I do think, um, him, uh, is it Julian Glover is the actor's name? So. His name is Julian Glover. Okay, got it. Anyway, it's like uh, loading music. Yeah, I thought he did have that like stage, you know, presence thing coming through because Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing were both kind of like, I mean, they were fine, but they kind of like were really subdued and low key. And this guy was just like in your face. <laughs> I think he's a, he's younger than them. 
I could be wrong. A little bit younger, maybe, but I mean, yeah. they're all you know, they like, you know, like I guess Cushing, Cushing and Lee, they are basically film actors. I mean, they must have done some stage work. They seem like stage guys. I th- yeah, I think they didn't take this very seriously, whereas Julian. Took he took it very, it very seriously. seriously. This this is in... probably I think this is maybe the most memorable villain we've gotten so far on this show. I believe so, and he's really not any less evil than any of the other ones. No, he's just possibly so arrogant. more evil. Yeah, he's just super Pretty arrogant. Evil. Yeah, because some <laughs> of it's just like circumstances that are messed up, you know. Like a few well, weeks ago, missing link was kind of like a um an anthropologist like going a bit too far, I guess, which isn't quite evil. Um, you know, it's like how yeah. there's if if people now are anthropologists and go to indi- indigenous areas, they may be doing things that maybe aren't legit, but they don't quite realize it themselves. We we're seeing a little bit of a pattern here, which mm. I I appreciated that Earth Earthbound kind of broke this pattern before we even had the pattern, but a lot of it is alien influence shows up, tries to abduct or kill someone or everyone and constantly is explaining why it's the right thing to do yeah yeah in the this earth case, aliens were more chill <laughs> yeah they were actually just going about their business and they were here to help I, I feel like if that had happened much later well i guess it did happen later in the run if you're watching in the original airing order but uh they might have been less trustworthy or less, less trusting well, I, I guess I was just, yeah, Jarek is so fun to hate in this episode because he's so yeah. obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, at the end, he's like, "Let no, let us stay. And Koenig's just, you killed six of my guys. <laughs> and then so it's like, oh, stunned. But still, I mean, he's you, you don't want this guy around. Absolutely not. I would, <laughs> I, I think even in most cases, most Star Trek captains wouldn't even like sanction his buffoonery. Right. Well, there was that uh, episode where Q loses his powers and, and they let him hang around and give him a uniform and stuff. But but nobody really wanted him. Everyone was complaining about it. They could, they didn't really have anything else to do with him because he's kind of just they're in deep space and he just pops up on their ship naked. So they have to give him a uniform or something. Q is they, a weird one. The, I don't I don't feel like I feel they should like have given Q, him a season one Wesley suit. That's what they should have given him. It's one of those things where both Q and Loxana, it's like they don't nobody knows how to write them. <laughs> Even though I like those actors and I like the characters, but it doesn't make any sense that an empath would constantly be trying to bang people who don't want to. Mm. And also, it doesn't make any sense that an omnipotent person would show up. And whenever Q shows up on a Star Trek episode, it's like everyone knows that he's kind of a jerk and everyone treats him like a jerk, even though he could kill anyone. It doesn't make any sense. You would at least be kind of diplomatic, probably. Well, I, I like the Deep Space just Nine kill thing all of you. where he shows up yeah. on Deep Space Nine, Cisco punches him in the face, and he never comes back. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I mean, but he also kind of liked it. Right. And then uh, Lower Decks where, the, you know, they're just like, we don't have time for your crap, Q. <laughs> yeah. That's basically I mean, whatever the last Voyager episode I watched. Anyway, that's my point. A... You have to have time for Jarek's crap. He's going to make you deal with his crap. And then he's going it's, to do something that might be incest, and we're not sure. <laughs> it's definitely incest. <laughs> well, he doesn't care. I mean, if you're formless, what do you care about incest? I guess. I mean, what there is, he's running from genetic conformity. Does he? Do you think he's just running from aliens that don't want him to commit incest? 
maybe or they're just like these people suck let's yeah you know <laughs> let's get rid of them i mean we it's, only meet the two but it's this thing where it's refreshing to see koenig calling him on his is like nonsense but at the same time we're getting more of the same thing where koenig like omnip has omnipotent knowledge of everything and understands immediately that jackie is the creepy scary kid to be fair he was pretty creepy and he does act he acts cutesy toward him Uh, well at least until the kid you know starts to pick up or whatever because he's deaf and mute yeah i guess uh but but also you have to wonder why i guess jarek in the form of the child isn't smart enough to really conceal what he's doing that might be part of the case. Also, he's just like extremely powerful, so maybe he doesn't care. He's, he doesn't really when he shows up in Jarek form. He doesn't. He doesn't talk as if he remembers anything that happened when he was a kid. It's he almost gave, like he was yeah. cocooned or something. They gave him a little Moonbase Alpha uniform that was cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another one was like, why did they give him a uniform? Maybe that's all they have on on there. You know, at least till they change Probably. uniforms in season two. Well, they je- definitely did not give him the the outfit he was wearing as an adult, which was he scandalous. he gave that to himself. That was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that is that great. Is, that is a solid Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of people could pull that off. I don't know if I ever would have been able to pull that off my entire life. And almost no one would know like who you were too. So, <laughs> <laughs> who are well, you, like Jarek? Jarek from labyrinth no i'm jarek <laughs> i for sure want to do a lord summer Isle costume at some point nobody's gonna know what that is mm. is that wicker man yeah okay well i guess i'd catch it the herringbone ja- you would you know herringbone right. jacket yellow yeah, te- yeah. yellow turtleneck yeah brown yeah, pants, yeah yeah okay and, yeah uh rick and morty wig for for rick i was just making sure i was uh you know getting it right yeah your reference because uh, you know i'm not seeing it if i saw it i get it I, well if i saw it i'd be like oh I, you're you are the wicker man i'd forget the guy's actual name it's like how well, he's not the wicker man the wicker man like, is the it's the punishment device it's like how in the movie collateral tom cruise plays the character collateral <laughs> <laughs> or when you play halo you play as halo yeah that's right <laughs> there's a i i want to say spoilers for anybody who uh wants to play the newest metroid game but hasn't uh you you do become a metroid in that all right okay it says you are a metroid now is that so like, you are metroid that's like paul becoming a worm in dune pretty much yeah yeah are he you becomes, a god emperor even though it would be Other weird metroids? if he became a dune i mean you base you're the only one basically okay i'm a dune oh you're the only metroid that sucks okay you want well the last metroid. met remember how super metroid from 1994 started off with the last metroid is in captivity the galaxy is at peace and that was like four um, games ago. i guess that makes sense now that you're saying it but I, mostly i remember shooting things <laughs> it mostly is it's funny trying brains. to hear people rationalize how the game is actually the game is about scientific discovery like no you shoot stuff you shoot everything i mean in 1994 you're just like hey i like metroid here's my metroid hey this metroid's better <laughs> yep that's pretty much the start and the end of it um no metroids here though do they give nope. these aliens names it's just Jarek and rena is it i don't believe they say what the their species is or who their pursuers are or the name of their planet we uh, should talk about the ships, look cool though. 
I was about to say, um, I'm sorry, you're the trivia guy, so I don't have his name, but I think I, they had a new model builder yes, around this they time. Do. Okay. They do, and I accidentally left it out of my trivia because I sort of ran out of time. Uh, Martin Bower or Bauer, okay. B-O-W-E-R. Uh, this is, is the first. This is the first episode where he builds ships for it, but I think there will be more in the future. There, that's what I think I saw. Uh, but yeah, 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 the ones the, that um, little Jackie draws, uh, those are pretty cool. The other one, I, I, yeah. I when I was looking at the wiki, it was like it was inspired by the Discovery from 2001, where when I was watching the episode, I was like, did they just grab the actual Discovery model and paint it gray? <laughs> but apparently it was a build that was inspired by so okay mm-hmm. well <laughs> it looks like mostly is his most of his career is just the next 10 years after this where he, he works on uh, flash gordon doctor who and alien and some other stuff that i've never heard of oh they build the flash gordon ships okay you get points for that Those yeah are cool. makes sense right yeah they are so i guess hopefully we'll be seeing some cooler models because we all know we have cool sets and stuff but as is with this ship you know most of the interstellar stuff so far have been like glowing things like the glowing green dot in this episode or the the eye and a brain and a planetoid thing i mean but yeah Mm -hmm. cool models are cool too so yeah for sure Uh, you can't do everything with a matte painting with some lights on it i can't remember what the earthbound ship looked like so yeah, that's I don't either. So must I? Whereas I, I, mean, I watched <laughs> like I this two nights ago, but I feel like I, well, I can keep this one in mind, and definitely the one that looks like the Discovery, because you just imagine the Discovery. Well, yeah, it's um, it's cool, and it's cool to watch Eagles kind of do space battle stuff, even though they obviously mess it up. It did look like they were shooting streams of urine at the ships, though. <laughs> I mean, they, maybe they were. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know what their what their weaponry is like. We don't know what uh, Moonbase Alpha's waste disposal uh, methods are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just had a, a tank of urine next to the nuclear waste, and the urine yeah. didn't blow up. I guess they they are still laserizing it though. They do say lasers, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lo- it, I mean, I thought it looked like las- some version of lasers. I don't. You were saying um. Koenigit was too omnipotent. I thought he was being reasonably skeptical in this episode. Like I didn't, I didn't think he was being stupid. Like when the kid was it's... there, he's like, "This is unnatural. Let's try yeah. and deal with it as best we can, but keep our eyes open." Because I mean, when something that weird happens, you you you're waiting for the other shoe or the other Jarek to drop. You know, it sticks out when he's the only one who has any kind of suspicions. Uh, except Helena sort of listens to him just because obviously she kind of wants him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I also I mean, felt like in this episode in particular, it felt like there were only like eight people on Moonbase Alpha. They even say yeah. like there's like 300 somewhere in the episode, but it just feels mm-hmm. like there's eight people because when stuff starts going down, they just all run around in like a little group, right? And then the one guy gets shot and we're down to seven. Well, I found an interesting... They're pretty interesting uh, websites about Space 1999 on the internet, and one of them is just the death count or the population count. Oh, where and I don't we? think it's in production. I don't think it's in production order, so that kind of screws us. But perhaps, perhaps it is. Um, let's see. What's our kill According count? to the the one that I pulled up right away from JerryAnderson.com, uh, two eighty six. That's the current number. Yeah, you okay. know. Jarek wants 286 all these people 
Right. Well, he no, he said that? they he said they had 190, but they're going to kill everybody. So I guess you just you know yeah. if the first body isn't that great, you choose another one because you don't want to yeah. have a hundred moon base alphans hanging around once you've uh, taken over most of the crew by killing you them. Know, you know, it'd be really funny is if there were just like six of them, but they just wanted to kill everyone just because they didn't want to hang out with them. That's kind of the impression I got. <laughs> I mean, they're just bigger numbers, but <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. I mean, we could have just left a hundred and whatever, two hundred and fifty of them alive, but uh, they don't want to. They don't hang out with them. When the genetic modification crew or conformity crew shows up and blows them all, all the ships up, you do wonder, like, because it's kind of a just ex machina, right, where everybody gets blown away by the the other aliens, but. They could have been much worse, you know. Maybe, maybe Jarek is the more chill version of this particular species, and the real hardcore ones were in that discovery ship. I'm gonna say that specifically because whatever they did, they just took Jarek and Rena away, and then you get Sue and Jackie as a baby back intact. That they're probably the good guys because if they were the bad guys, they would just nuke the entire they would probably just nuke the entirety of Moonbase Alpha. Not even not to mention, you know, leaving two people intact. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. I I, I I was about I I guess the show you can't really be that dark on the show in the seventies, can you? I was like, oh, did we actually off mom and kid in this because they say they're dead, right? So no, they're alive. Yeah, they are like... hallucinating at the end. Mm. Yeah, because um, it was too dark. <laughs> here's something I want to talk about that I thought was kind of hilarious is that there's where Helena is really upset that Sue quote unquote won't accept Jackie. She's like, I don't understand. She won't accept it. But she, she Sue is just going completely insane and is in shock. Yep. Well, here, uh, have you heard about the actual like folktale version of doppelgangers uh i know i have but it's refreshed my memory that i guess this is maybe like an irish sort of thing uh or maybe you know, up in the aisles but you know the the pixie people or whatever the fairies come and replace your kid with something that just doesn't seem quite right like it's too needy or it seems kind of you know like wasted away and it's and the moms can kind of tell and i felt like there was an echo of the uh doppelganger vibe in this uh, honestly i think that unfortunate that tale was used to explain why your kid w had like you know physical or mental issues um back in the day oh the the well the trolls replaced your kid and now you have a sickly one certainly shades of autism in this episode even though or you know nonverbal autism even though i don't think anybody was thinking that when they made this it was more just they were thinking the it was omen probably but... they were probably more thinking what's the easiest way we can use this kid and not i'd like to think that the kid lines. did have a few lines but his reads were so bad they're just like, i think i'm deaf and mute <laughs> <laughs> it's i uh, mean it's possible although you know helena says it that well he's basically even though he looks five he's just born so of course he doesn't know how to speak I mean that would have explained it mm. fine, but uh, whatever. Okay. Yeah. It made him sure. deaf and mute too. Okay. So <laughs> it's just yeah. I I think if you carried a child and then gave birth to it and then it turned into a five year old, you would lose your mind. That, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I you did not completely lose your mind. While she was screaming her brains out, it was not a, a completely like 
whack reaction. It kind of made sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. Space is his father, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's, it's how sci-fi always operates, right? It's like if you need to explain something, you will. And if you can't explain it, you won't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just... But but you know we the audience know the explanation because we saw the blinking green light and also we just know how it works. We know how sci-fi works. We know what's going to happen, right? Sort of. Uh, I'm just looking. Okay, we through. okay. I didn't didn't foresee Jarek. That's no 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 absolutely for Jarek. sure. No way. No, Jarek I didn't foresee Jarek. <laughs> <laughs> I I did actually. Yeah, just go. Whoa! It's a nude man. What? <laughs> not nude. He's got short shorts okay. on. So, short. Man, think of that guy at studio 54 that's the life of the party man i mean he might have just gone straight to studio 54 after this or whatever the uh soho london version would have be of that which there must have been something they do disco in london they disco hard in london they must have yeah of course they did i mean until i don't know maybe i bet they discoed they stopped disco early or something like they stopped disco in 1974 mm, before yeah. everybody else stopped it Get to the punk rock sooner. Yeah. And then punk rock <laughs> is dead. I was just watching a documentary about the uh birthday party, you know, Nick Cave's old band, and they're talking about how they they went to London to try and make it in like nineteen seventy eight. Punk was just over. <laughs> Too late. So, yeah. I mean they you know um they did their thing eventually, but let's plop through a few of my random notes on here in the first scene uh most of the med bay buttons were like even more clearly decals than usual that was kind of fun like <laughs> yeah 90 percent of the buttons were, were just two-dimensional you know decals it seemed uh <laughs> i didn't necessarily notice it but yeah well as i said i'm just going over my random little notes here what else do i have Oh, they say we breathe air of a kind. I'm like, well, if they're breathing, it's still air, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just air on the moon reprocessed. I, I get, well, that is how do they reprocess it? It's not like they get new supplies of air. Maybe when they go to these planets that hate them and try to murder them, they at least, you know, get some air down there. I mean, they need some perrier like in Spaceballs. <laughs> I'm sure that we've all lived somewhere where we just didn't really open the windows for a few years your sister's breathing the same air over and over and over and over and over yeah, my my windows are open right now man i keep my windows open hey, you can't even tell me how cold it is because i'm just because i don't know celsius um victor's couple scenes he gets with a kid I'm, I'm like why is victor doing the kitty voice kid can't hear him <laughs> just just why talk at all like, well because you're on tv that's why but, he was on yeah, vacation he's, he's doing the cutesy voice i'm like kid can't hear you so what? what's the i guess people <laughs> i guess people do that voice for themselves i never really did that voice uh with, with my daughter mm. i think so it seems condescending <laughs> <laughs> even when they yeah. are a baby it just felt condescending <laughs> i feel like everyone was condescending to this kid because he was deaf the eagles were just plopped on the moon but didn't really crash is that correct that looked like it yeah they just okay. slowly were set down they only when i was watching i was it, like but... here we go their eagles are gonna blow up when alan carter leaves he's like i'll be back you know i'm not i'm not schwarzenegger <laughs> too, like, no eagle pilots don't say that because half the time that's not true you can't say that <laughs> we know alan's gonna be back i i think 
Oh, he's already back. No, I know he'll be back, but the I thought the other two Eagles were screwed, but it seems they all that's, make it. So, that, well, that's the, the thing when you watch when you and then Alan crashes of, his. <laughs> when you when you binge a bunch of Star Trek, you get the shorthand for you know who's gonna, who's definitely coming back. Yeah, I, I do. Might not. I do like how just before Jarek shows up, because uh, neither of us were particularly familiar with this episode. Um, I mean, I might have seen it once, but I certainly didn't remember it. But you know, they may as well stick Jackie in an airlock. Jackie's hiding place <laughs> sucks. Airlock, airlock. <laughs> and then three three lines later, Jarek shows up. You know, um, this one has the moonwalking without a disco soundtrack, by the way, which really makes me appreciate a few episodes ago when we had the moonwalk with a disco soundtrack. Which was yeah, um, you should give it disco I, soundtrack. Yeah, I think that was missing link, if I remember correctly. Was it? I don't know. Anyway, disco soundtrack <laughs> on the moon. I'm I'm into that. My uh, my memory only for things like that. My memory only goes back like one week, so I don't I don't remember. Oh, when the first ship goes down, that was the best crashing sound effect ever. Do you know what I'm talking about? When the first like of the that, alien ships went down. It was a I, weird squishy pink like or something. I didn't notice that. That I I, I wrote a note on. I can't remember exactly what the sound was, but um mm. Okay, I mean I have a few other dumb things I wrote, but <laughs> that's pretty much just do I not sound human? I wrote that when Jeff <laughs> was trying to convince um Koenig that they can stay on the moon base. Uh, <laughs> I I couldn't I unfortunately it's hard for me to to watch this without thinking of that Mortal Kombat four ending, have you? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, you can. Talk well, there was about a character it, named Jarek in Mortal Kombat four, and somehow Mortal Kombat four's ending has some of the worst dialogue that's ever existed on on the face of the earth, and I have no idea how it happened, but it's basically things like, "Wait, Sonya, don't you can't do." You know, that's just everyone's kind of saying what they're doing and then at some point he steps on a walkie-talkie but the guy who's on the walkie-talkie is right next to him and he gets thrown off a cliff and i don't know it's it's insane um mm. so look it up look up jack's ending mortal kombat 4 everybody including you matt okay it's very it's very funny jarek's in it okay got you in a way yes <laughs> and when he every time he falls off the cliff he screams i'm so gay <laughs> I mean, it's not that, but it sounds exactly like he's saying I'm so gay. I have no okay. idea why. Maybe he's saying so gay, like Probably. how great. How great. I don't know, because that specific game, now I'm getting way too deep into this, is that if you play that enough, you'll notice that some of the like some of the uh just things people yell are just what they're doing. Like there's one character when he throws you, he says, Now I'm gonna throw you over there. Okay. See, now, now you're feeling Luke's pain from the past where he's going game rants and I just start staring blankly at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I feel like I'm sort of explaining what I'm saying. Someone but... gets it. So, you are, you are. And someone gets it. So I, I what, what's I'm not I'm, I'm not I'm explaining not... like how to pull off moves or anything. Yeah, I'm not sure I've played Mortal Kombat since the 90s. So uh, if I had the urge to play Mortal Kombat, I'd probably want to go for Street Fighter 2 instead in some form. Well, here's something stupid that someone will be enraged by uh the new mortal Kombat movie actually has a lot of fatalities that are just directly from the game so you can probably watch that and get a decent amount of enjoyment out of it i'm sure i know those are on the radar <laughs> we're gonna have to it's... be watching them before too long anyway no um, not that one we can watch his extra not on the list okay we could do yeah 
but uh yeah. that's that's near here nor there um let's see oh I, we mentioned a little bit before but i did like that when Jarek took out those six guys like mm-hmm. i was like are they dead and they don't say anything about it and then a few minutes later i like that kind of assumes they are dead and then it, i just thought that was actually like a nice little piece of misdirect that was not um just shoved in your face you you need to pay be paying the slightest bit of attention you know <laughs> i i thought they were dead but i also it it makes perfect sense that he would have stunned them because you know he wants to kill them and then take them with his friends right and his friends i mean he could have been like building up his crew at that point but so jarek is not a good strategist i mean let me infiltrate I mean, by becoming a five-year-old for a while is also not the best method it seems like the best strategy would just be to abandon their ships and then have all of them just float down i guess they have to be inside the ships well, they say they can know. only they can only enter at the at the uh, point of birth or death. So, and yeah, if you're just a floating can't. blob, maybe you can't do much. Right. Yeah, but that would have been the smart thing to do, right? Is to take the ships and just abandon them somewhere and float over to Moonbase Alpha and then if, just kill everybody. If they had accepted the um, genetic uniformity, they they could have pulled it off better. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that <laughs> means. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we had speculate about what that means. It could mean that just in their planet, everyone possesses just identical robots or something like identical Android creatures. Well, it's all speculation. I mean, may, maybe, mm-hmm. of course, may, maybe Brian could tell us what the books say. They might have a little, they yeah. might shed a little light on that, but, uh, we, we didn't, we didn't read it folks. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not really just right away. Listeners. I'm not going to read anything. I'm not going to read an adaptation of anything. Probably ever. I just don't do it. I'm sorry. I refuse. <laughs> I will not read the novelization of anything in existence. <laughs> would you read, would you read the novel of the movie adaptation? I heard this is the thing. If I read the book, I probably won't watch the movie ever. If I no. watch the movie, I probably will not read the book ever. And that's not even <laughs> adaptations. That's that's not even like novelizations. Just usually like I never I don't know. I never did watched they do the that? Movie. Did they did they novelize make a novelization of the movie adaptation and then treat the book the same way the movie treats the screenplay? That would be great. I mean, they should. <laughs> like there's eight more layers of meta in the book. <laughs> Every once in a while, there's something where it's like you have to read the novelization of Transformers for it's insane or just something. And I'd never take note of these things. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll sometimes do both, but um, sometimes I like to read the book and get my own mental imagery and then see what the movie does. That's kind of fun. See how much it deviates from what was in my mind. But uh, sometimes yeah. I ju- it just usually makes me disappointed if I watch do one form of something and then the other like the 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 closest is Watchmen, i guess but then after i watched the movie a few times i read the comic again and i was like oh no actually this is i was wrong the movie isn't very good i had that with the dark knight returns um animated which is really good but you, i've you, heard you, it you wasn't watched... though oh no i thought that one was quite good well that's my opinion huh. but i thought it was very okay. good but then when you look at the comic again you're like oh yeah this is had have a few extra shades no i i, I mm. thought that i think it was a killing joke that pete that kind of ate it yeah that was sort of like a there's that sexual assault in that i've never actually read that but. yeah 
I mean, the, the, the comic book is boring. you know eighties dark, right? But it is yeah. a good comic. But the movie they they it's the animated movie is not very good. They add a bunch of stuff, and I, I think Batman um, bones Batgirl and stuff, and it's a little mm-hmm. yeah, which was not in the comic. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, maybe um, it'll be better if we add consensual sex to the non-consensual sex, and then it. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. That might with, have been someone's Batman. This <laughs> just has uh, again. This episode of Space Nineteen Ninety Nine just has light incest. It was just a kiss, right? Maybe they, they didn't suggest they did more than that, did they? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> that was really weird. Sorry, I just I I also just watched the movie Gone Girl, so now I'm really confused. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good movie. It is a good movie, but now uh, because it's like because they're they're off talking about doing in weird places. So in my mind, it was like, oh, they ran off to a closet for a moment. But that's because I just (laughs) see Gone Girl. I think. (laughs) Well, that's Um, also that is a confusing movie, I guess. Yeah. So incest, though. No, 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 no. Maybe. Probably. (laughs) <laughs> i mean now i'm planting it in everyone's heads <laughs> <laughs> no, i just keep thinking of the uh the the carrie fisher thing where she was like trying to explain to billy lloyd why she shouldn't date this person because of weird hollywood relationships and marriages and kids and all that sort of stuff so it was like i had to draw it out on a whiteboard for her <laughs> because Jeez. i had to figure out it myself too <laughs> oh, <laughs> if they're actually related or not <laughs> uh, billy lord seems like she's just always high mm. i could be wrong but well, maybe it's just that generation. That's what Carrie did for 20 years by her own omission. So I think that's I think she was. But I mean, I think she was doing cocaine. Just Billy Lord just seems like she's always smoking weed. OK, that's maybe she took that after Harrison Ford. I don't know. Maybe Harrison Ford's her dad. Do up and fly a plane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's 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 that's, that's, that's I mean, a Ford week. I mean, he sold weed. So <laughs> he sold weed to, I think, Steven Spielberg or something like that. All right. Right. <laughs> I guess that was definitely That's, a thing. That sounds perfectly reasonable. So, <laughs> yeah. I think it was like a carpenter who sold weed to, to Hollywood people and then yeah, just became okay. a. Sometimes you just become an actor when you do that. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> on Alpha Child, how, what percentage do you want to make existential dread and what percentage um, is sci fi fun? Jeez, dude. I mean, I go first if you want, because I, I, it's not like, you know, I, I go first. I, I have thought about it. I, 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 I feel like I say this a lot. 90, 10, 90s on like the, the dread fun. side. Yeah. Fun, like the fun part is sometimes the kid is kind of a hilariously smug jerk. Jerk's <laughs> fun. <laughs> but it's just he's so scary and such a he jerk sucks, like, but he's, he's such a jerk it takes like how many times have you had to deal with somebody who just will not listen to you and he's going to kill you and all of your friends and then he wants to stay and he wants your you permission. to he wants you to it like a, accept that his plan is really great too it's like he wants to be pat on the back for his plan to kill everyone <laughs> and that's why i kind of hate jared <laughs> that's what See, for me, I thought you'd actually. I was like, "Oh, I'm a parent, so maybe I have more dread with this episode." So, I, but I was yeah. going eighty twenty. So you've actually uh, yeah. bumped up a bit. But I, I think that extra ten percent is me thinking that while Jarek is horrible, he's also like just villain fun. He's a fun villain. <laughs> he's definitely a villain, but he's a fun villain. He's almost I've like always... a Batman villain. I'm I'm pretty upset by hopeless situations, and this 
series has been kind of wall to wall hopeless situations. <laughs> so was that's why I've been uh doing a lot of dreading lately. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the charm of the show though, that everything's hopeless. <laughs> yeah. Why, it's, it's including not... just drifting through space. The basic premise of the show is hopelessness. What's well, like even, you know, I'm obviously I've said this a few times. I'm concurrently watching Star Trek Voyager, which is about a ship that's lost where none of the Federation is, and they've basically just taken a bunch of stuff and built a bunch of stuff. They at least then, have navigation, though. Yeah, they, yeah, engines. They, but that's the whole thing is they've been building a bunch of stuff. They're negotiating with space terrorists and hiding people from space Nazis. Like they're kind of just crushing it. And uh, this is also about a group of people who are lost in space, but it's just. They're just constantly almost oh, all God, dead. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. No one's tried to blow up Moonbase Alpha yet, where Janeway regularly thinks about blowing up Voyager. It's almost like you feel like Janeway will get away with it. But there's also there's all yeah, of course. You just feel like she's gonna get away with it. Mm. And nope, but there no are also like 50 times more episodes of that than there are of this. That math doesn't check out, but okay. No, it doesn't, but it, it... <laughs> there are notably more. Six okay. times. Five That's, or six times more. I think it's like episodes. Four. Four times more, maybe. Four times more? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm not checking actual numbers space. here, though. So, whatever. But mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. This one is pretty dready. Just. Well, also, I like I said, maybe I'm stupid, but I was genuinely, genuinely surprised when mom and baby were alive, and I would mm -hmm. have probably upped it up to your 90 if they had not been. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I don't even usually like a happy ending. It probably would have made a lot of sense if they weren't alive. Especially but I since kind they of said they are dead. <laughs> yeah, I kind of appreciate it because they did get done pretty dirty by Jarek. Well, I guess the baby could still be alive because that was birth, but mom technically well, shouldn't be it, there anymore. This is this is the thing that was that was rough to watch actually because imagine you're it's it's um it reminds me of Vampire's Kiss where Nicolas Cage basically just terrorizes his secretary and then murders her. <laughs> it's this thing where the per you know your child is born turns into a five-year-old you're freaked out you're screaming you're worried it's trying to kill you you think it's trying to kill you with your mind and then it becomes an adult and kills you it's like the, <laughs> this thing about the thing that you're afraid of and people are like nah don't worry about it and then it kills you that is uh like on a you know basic animal level terrifying like i it's felt like, like obviously they weren't copying it but there's a few precursors here to the general vibe of alien you know mm-hmm well, like, I mean, same aliens uh, tied in with the same ship. like fear of you know like fear of birth. We got the alpha male more than the alpha child once Jarek shows up. You know, uh, who sort of like your xenomorph, and then it kills right. you. So or like splice from much later. A lot less Giger here, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we're gonna make a weird Jarek. <laughs> well, I don't think they could afford Giger. Has there ever really been a Giger TV series? I don't think there has. Mm. No, like, I... Arguably, Star Trek Voyager is the geekerest just because of how many Borg are in it. That might that may be the case. But yeah, this is all clean lines and disco suits. So <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, I like that better. I'm, I'm sorry, Giger, if you're haunting my, haunting me from beyond the grave. Well, I always feel Giger's masterpiece is the cover of Emerson Lake and Palmer's album, Brain Salad Surgery. The music, not so great. Cover, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen his Space Invaders pinball? Giger's? Or it's just basic, yeah. It's, it may, it might not have been him. It might have just been a knockoff, but. It's I'll basically, say Geiger just at least once in case I'm wrong about the other pronunciation. I'm not even sure. But Geiger, basically, Geiger, Space Invaders Geiger, Pinball Geiger. just has a like a Giger-esque alien on it with a big like inf- infinity mirror behind it. That sounds weirdly. How old is that game? I think like 70s. Okay, I think I recall seeing that at a beach boardwalk arcade back in the 80s or something. Yeah, you, it's it's common. Okay. Um, yeah, I've seen it then because I definitely was hitting pinball machines back in the day. wasn't a pinball wizard, but I play them for the flashy lights and stuff. Well, the only way you can be good at pinball is to um basically tilt the machine all the time, which mm. uh, I can't do. I cannot I make know. myself tilt the machine. Pinball, it's a form of gambling. At least that's what New York City said for <laughs> nope, years. Nope, they proved it wasn't. That's <laughs> uh, false. Right. Anyway, I'm just straight up sending you a link to that pinball table so you can look at oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Sure. Um, do you have any final thoughts you want to throw out on this episode? Uh, this is a really, even though I said it was full of dread, this is a fun episode. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I had fun. Fun villain. Um, I think it was, a lot of it's fun villain. Yeah, and it was interesting. And I, I personally, am a big fan of you think the sh- the episode's about one thing and then it's about another thing. <laughs> Halfway through, wherever yeah. you want to call that. The... I'm leaving Messenger to see your picture. What does that mean? Okay. I'm looking at the pinball um, machine as it's loading. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I am a I'm a big fan of like having the, the plot to that's a big uh like constant device in Law and Order Special Victims Unit where they think they're investigating something and they'll find a dungeon, sex dungeon. Mm. That I think that's a plot of Bates Motel as well. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure that's a lot of things. I'm sure a lot of things do that now. I mean, it's, you know, you got to try okay. and up the ante. Anyway, I was barely paying attention to you because what you sent me, I had to yeah. squint at like a really tiny thumbnail, but it looked recognizable. Oh. So, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just found the Google search result and sent the page because the page had information on the table that I thought you might find interesting. It might say whether Giger made it or not. Not to put you completely on the spot, but do you think you could do the the plug in sort of a Jarek like um, tone of condescension? Uh, you <laughs> stupid humans! You can find you can find us on Facebook at Podcast Nineteen Ninety Nine, or on Patreon at Podcastio Podcastius. We will replace you when you die. I don't remember what he talked like. I'm That's sorry. a weird claim to make. <laughs> <laughs> Join us on Patreon so we can replace you when you die. <laughs> Send us money for our server bills so we can replace you when you die. Uh, check out other podcasts that are definitely uh, rail against genetic conformity. Like, like <laughs> Iral Field Report, Game Game Show. Uh, Time Enough podcast, Occult Disney, Films and Filth, The Citizen Kane of podcasts. 
Luke loves but, Pokemon. Yeah, I was about to say, because Pokemon clearly are not into genetic conformity at all. Or are they? Because one species is all the same. I don't think you could... Uh, but there's many different possess. kinds of them. Yeah, there probably is a Pokemon that possesses people. I have no idea. Doesn't the reverse happen in Detective Pikachu? Kind of. I okay. guess. He, I, I guess, guess I should. I'll say no more. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I don't. Sorry, I asked you to do a strange thing, but I guess the way, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the way in which it didn't work out was amusing enough. So. Yeah, I think that whenever I stumble to try and improvise, it's probably pretty amusing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll replace um, this podcast when you die right now. Mark's dead. <laughs> I am now Matt. Mm. This is Matt. Oh, I thought you were going to. I was doing the introduction no, again. Okay. I'm Matt now. <laughs> That's right. He replaced me. 